0: this is lake effect on 89.7 wuwm i'm joy powers there's an opportunity to see dozens of hot air balloons rise into the sky in unison next month in hudson wisconsin it's called the hot air affair an annual tradition that attracts balloonists and spectators from around the state The main event is a mass ascension of the unique and colorful balloons. But you've got to be a morning person to see it, and you've got to be willing to spend some time out in the cold. To learn about the hot air affair and help you plan a trip for it, Lake Effect's Becky Mortensen speaks with Mary Claire Olson-Potter with the Hudson Area Chamber of Commerce and Tourism Bureau, and Amanda Weibel with Travel Wisconsin.
1: Mary Claire and Amanda, welcome to Lake Effect. Thank you for joining me for our very first Wandering Wisconsin of 2024.
2: Glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation.
1: Mary Claire, to start off for those who may not have heard of or attended the Hot Air Affair, can you just describe what this event is and what it involves?
2: Yes, so this is the 35th annual Hudson Hot Air Fair event, and the primary reason that folks come to this event, it's the largest Upper Midwest winter ballooning event. So visitors can see balloons in the torchlight parade on Friday and at mass ascensions on Saturday and Sunday morning, and then also Saturday night is a night moon glow, which highlight 30-plus balloons glowing in the dark like a field of Chinese lanterns.
1: Okay, we'll get into a
2: little bit more of
1: each of those things, but we were talking before we started recording that it's usually pretty cold when this is going on. It's taking place <laughs> in early February, and weather is obviously a pretty important factor here. So what conditions are needed to make sure the balloons can inflate and have a safe flight?
2: Yes, and you know, that's it's interesting. So you really need zero to low wind. That is the biggest component for getting the balloons to launch. So very, very low wind. That's the factor that they monitor.
1: And this is a spectator focused event, right? So people going to this festival should expect to see the balloons, but not ride in them. Is that right?
2: That is correct. It is a total spectator event. Um, there are a lot of balloon options at other times of the year, more in the summer and spring for balloons in the St. Valley area. But this one, as you said, is a spectator focused event.
1: And this isn't just a group of traditionally shaped balloons. I was reading you've had a dinosaur, you've had a fish. Can you talk about the variety of balloons that people will be able to see?
2: They have some great um, balloons that come this year. The theme is rocking with the coldies and so the piano man balloon is the main feature balloon but you're right um dinosaurs there have been um there's a madam blueberry which is like all sorts of different colors of blue and so it's really fun to see the different balloon featured uh, throughout the event and
1: there's a mass ascension that's what you called it right
2: Yes, a mass ascension. So Saturday and Sunday morning pending weather conditions. um, You can have anywhere from up to 25 to 30 balloons, just kind of rise and take off um, in the early morning. You want to be an early riser for this event because they would launch about seven o'clock on that day. Um, And if they aren't able to launch in the morning, they try to launch that Saturday afternoon around three
1: when i was looking over the website for the hot air affair i found a list of fun facts about the festival including things like the coldest temperature a balloon has ever flown at the festival and that there are not just one but several husband and wife pilot teams so mary claire can you share your favorite fun fact about the festival maybe something people don't know about it
2: You know what i love about the hudson hot air affair is that there is something for everyone that weekend And so it kicks off with a parade on Friday night, but there's a market and um, pancake breakfast on Saturday. They have a really fun um, schmooze boarding contest. So there's really something for everyone throughout the weekend. And it's a great event just to bring um, the Hudson community and visitors alike together. But I think what I always remember about this event is I'm a judge for the Friday night parade and it usually is the coldest night of the year. (laughs)
1: So make sure to dress warm, bring the hat and gloves, right?
2: Yes, but we have plenty of restaurants uh, for you to pop in and get a warm cocoa and a in a warm meal to keep you keep you warm throughout the weekend.
1: And I understand the holidays have not quite ended there in Hudson. You've got a light display that people can check out.
2: Yes, so we kick off uh, Santa Lights Up Lakefront Park, which is right along the St. Croix River, and this year we have 50,000 lights um, up in the park. We have a tree in the bandshell that has 3,000 lights alone, and so they are on every morning from 5 to 7, and then every night from 5 to midnight, And so we keep them on specifically through the hot airfare weekend, so we celebrate the holidays right through February 9th, right here in Hudson, but it's a beautiful display that you can drive by you can walk through grab a cup of cocoa and it's a lot of great uh, photo opportunities within those trees with all those lights.
1: And as Mary-Claire, you said there are lots of other things to do in the Hudson area, places people could go to warm up when they're not taking in the festival. Amanda, can you share a few things people could do on a trip to the Hudson area?
3: Absolutely, Becky. One suggestion to check out is the Fifth Center for the Arts. It's free to visit and it's open seven days a week. And they have six different galleries featuring artwork from regional artists. So a couple of the exhibits that are currently on display include exploring women in World War II. There's a painting technique that uses wax to craft a uniquely textured artwork. And there's this group exhibit that uses natural materials to create an immersive environment. So lots of great artwork to check out. Another wonderful highlight of Hudson is it's downtown. You're gonna wanna stroll second street for that quintessential downtown charm. It's filled with historic brick buildings and locally owned shops. So you can pop into stores like the 715, which sells a mix of urban and rustic goods like home decor or the Bee's Knees, which is a really great gift shop where you can pick up something special for a loved one. And I'm guessing you're gonna find a thing or two for yourself to take home to remember your trip too.
1: People are traveling from all over to attend. So where are a few places people could check out to stay for this festival?
3: If you're looking for a unique stay, I recommend checking out some of the Airbnbs available in Hudson. You're going to find several that are right there in the downtown area. So really convenient. And you'll find all different styles. Some might have some stylish mid-century furniture. Others might have amenities like hot tubs and home gyms. And they'll also accommodate travel parties of all sizes, whether you're looking for a cozy cottage that's perfect for a couple or a lakeside home that could fit up to nine people. There are also plenty of hotel options in Hudson. For example, the Best Western Plus was just recently renovated, so you're going to find modern, comfortable rooms. It also has a pool and a hot tub, so that's really great for folks who are looking to unwind after a day of enjoying the hot air affair.
1: And after a day of balloons or art or parades or shopping, where are some places people could sit down for a hot meal?
3: I suggest heading to Pier 51. They have a really great wintertime igloo experience, so you can actually eat and drink comfortably outdoors in this beautiful covered dome. You are going to want to reserve your igloo experience soon, though, because they do book up fast. But whether or not you eat indoors or outdoors, Pier 500, the food is really gonna leave you impressed. They're serving up a chef-driven menu with a fresh spin on dishes like the smoked Gouda nachos, or I highly recommend the house-marinated maple apple pork chop. I have tried to recreate that recipe at home, and I think I'm just gonna have to go back and order it again. Another great option for Latin-inspired cuisine is Pedro's Del Este. They specialize in craft cocktails and small plates with big flavor. And they have tapas dishes that have influences from Spanish, Cuban, and Latin cooking. So you might want to consider the traditional Spanish meatballs, which are served with a tomato saffron sauce or the goat cheese croquettes. And it's just a really great spot to relax with friends and family
2: over some great food. Also, too, as you think about winter, Pedro's del Este and San Pedro also have pergolas. So we offer a a couple of places where you can do the igloo and the outdoor dining which, um, as we all know, really kind of came out of the whole COVID thing, but it's been something that they've all stayed with, which has made it really fun.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: So to me, there's something kind of magical, romantic, maybe about hot air balloons. Mary Claire and Amanda, can you each talk about kind of the feelings people might have while taking in this festival? Mary Claire, I'll have you go first.
2: No, I think the hot air balloons are so unique. And there's another uh, piece that instead of just kind of watching the balloons crew from a distance, you can also get in the action by attending the crew school um, during the hot air fair. Well, they, the Saturday afternoon's lesson will include how do you inflate a balloon, how do you chase a balloon, and how do you pick up the balloon once it's landed. So I think what's so magical about this is that not only do you get to see all the balloons, but you can learn about the balloons and how they do what they do. And when you look up in the sky and you see 10 to 20 balloons just flying around on a crisp winter morning, it is really quite magical.
3: I love how the variety of activities that Mary Claire spoke to that really show that the Hot Air Affair, it showcases Wisconsin's celebratory spirit. and. That isn't just limited to one season here in Wisconsin. We find reasons to come together year round to marvel at new experiences and make unforgettable memories. And you are certainly going to leave the hot air affair with those amazing memories. You can find all kinds of ideas to start your winter getaway at TravelWisconsin.com.
2: You can also visit the Hudson Chamber uh, website and get all of the details for all the different activities happening for the Hot Air Fair weekend, all of the fishing contests and so much. There's just so many things happening, um, which makes it just a great Wisconsin weekend.
1: All right. Well, Mary Claire and Amanda, thank you so much for joining me for Wandering
0: Wisconsin. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Mary Claire Olson-Potter is the President of the Hudson Area Chamber of Commerce and Tourism Bureau. Amanda Weibel is the Communications Officer for Travel Wisconsin. They spoke with Lake Effect's Becky Mortensen about the Hot Air Affair, which is happening in Hudson February 2nd through the 4th. You can find more information at wuwm.com and check out our past Wandering Wisconsin conversations while you're there.